Welcome to the Intercut Podcast, the weekly show going over the TV, movies, and entertainment that people can't cut away from. I am your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, featuring hand-drawn animation, it's Arturo Zurita. I'm going to throw it straight to the man himself who does the animations over there, <laughs> Brown Table. Say hello to everybody. Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm here to talk about uh, animation and stuff like that. Hopefully, I, I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we brought on one of the most animated YouTubers to help us with a bracket a little bit later in the show. So we'll be talking about some Walt Disney Animated Studios films. Uh, but first, make sure you're subscribed to the Intercut Podcast, either the video podcast on YouTube.com slash IntercutPod or the audio podcast available on most podcatchers. Also, follow us on social media, whether that's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We are at IntercutPod. That's at Intercut P-O-D. That's short for podcast. Art, right, let's start the show the way we started every week here with what we are watching. What you watching, buddy? Sadly, Scoops. Uh, I was very excited to go into this movie. I'm a huge Scooby-Doo fan. I haven't been around since 1969, but I've been around for a couple of the seasons of Scooby-Doo. And yeah, new movie I saw came you got out. the Bark Box and everything. Bro, I got the... It's right here! I got the Bark Box and everything now that I got a dog. It's not even, it's not even a paid promotion. I paid for this. Uh, and yeah, you know, it came with like Scooby Snacks and everything. I was super excited for it. You know, they went from theaters to VOD and they really had a dope rollout when it came to like embracing people being at home. Uh, unlike Trolls, they allowed you to purchase it. Whereas Universal was like, now nah, we want to get as much money out of these families rented and 48 hours rented again. They're like, no, 25 bucks, you own it. And it came with special features. All these crazy things like the behind the scenes. Shit, how to, yeah, how to draw Scooby. Like the VOD, awesome. the digital thing, depending on where you get it from, gives you all those behind the scenes of the voice actors and everything. Um, that said, it doesn't give you a 10 out of 10 movie. The movie itself, it was okay. I think it's cute. Uh, a lot of people are complaining about things within the movie that I don't think are as bad as people make them out to be. Um, but it's a cute movie. It's not... As funny as I wanted it to be, but it has it does exactly what I expected it to do. Uh, the saddest part, though, is I think it works better in VOD at home than it would have in theaters. So that's the craziest part that it took a pandemic to realize some of these movies deserve to be to be streamed at home instead of going out. But uh, I know you caught it as well. You caught it before yeah. I did. Uh, no, I mean, I was I was really excited to catch it too. Although maybe not quite as excited as you sound like you were. Uh, I did not realize quite how much nostalgia I had for it until I was watching the the way they kind of recreate the cartoon it's, it's nice. theme opening. And I just like felt myself get teary eyed all of a sudden, like all the thousands of uh, cartoon afternoons I've spent watch cartoon watching cartoons and that theme song would come on. It, it's pretty like, it feels lovingly recreated, yeah. which is why I, I wasn't like, opposed to this movie mm -hmm. it, it feels somewhat authentic to the characters we know i think one of the things that this movie struggles under is the weight of this like franchising that they're trying to do with it this clear like attempt at the hannah uh, barbera cinematic dog universe or whatever with uh including you know all all these familiar characters and not just sort of sticking to uh, the main Scoob story, you know, yeah. like, I don't know if we need Dino Mutt and Muttley and, you know, a, a superhero adventure exactly. in our Mystery Inc. adventure. Uh -huh. Like, it, it, to me, it kind of suffered under the weight of all that, uh, more so than the pop modern pop references that people are talking about. I, I thought it was mostly charming, but, you know, when your plot 
ends ends up riding on Scooby Doo having to explain what he's like his role in the prophecy. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's he's just like a not prophet. what I'm, I. I don't get it. It's it, that's not the best utilization of uh, the uh, game Scooby-Doo. that you could. I also wish they were together a little bit more in the movie. That's they the thing about it. Yeah, like Mauricio, I don't know how deep you go into your Scooby Doo lore. But, uh, mm. yeah, like you were saying, it begins with them being younger. And they do really cool transitions, you know, uh, in terms of, like, calling back to the fan base. And they're super dope. But they really are trying to create a cinematic universe. Now, you've covered a lot of these movies, <laughs> my friend. You yeah. know all these animated movies are trying to be the way of live action. And, like, I don't think Scooby-Doo needs to be connected with all the other Hanna-Barbera characters. But the deleted scenes that they gave, you know, with the VOD purchase, they literally told you, here's, like, ten characters that didn't make it in. But they want to do like a bunch of other spinoffs, and also basically they just use like the Scooby Doo name yep. as like a platform. To yeah, you know what I mean. I don't and like it's that. like yeah, I don't like that. exactly. So it's like just hearing that that does not sound like the type of uh, approach that you that you would want to yeah. go into. It's like you're being is is, is Scooby mystery though? Is it like a mystery movie? It is. But the type of mystery that's set up really tries to emphasize like Scooby Doo. And it takes away from what Scooby Doo is supposed to be, which is the gang, I guess. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but they said, yeah, it sounds like I'm not going to like it. <laughs> I'd be very interested yeah. to hear how you feel about all the current pop culture references, but uh, yeah. just that the idea of like them clearly trying to expand into a bigger universe. Hell, there's Avengers references in there to the T of having oh, literally no. a Falcon come from your left. Like I was like, okay, I got you there. Uh, but it was a cute movie. It was a cute movie, and I think more so when it's streaming, more people will like it as opposed to having to pay the 25 bucks for it and be like, this isn't fully gotcha. the Scooby-Doo I know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's cute. It's cute. I like from from the get go from like the trailers. I was like, I did not like the this random because I don't. I'm not into the Hanna Barbera cartoons. So right. I saw this like superhero esque looking guy, and I was like, that's weird. Fog Is he like the actual villain or something? And then you see like this other woman, and then they're in all in the they're all in the posters now, and it's like, oh. I don't like the direction the movie is going. <laughs> exactly. And Not, it, it, it sounds like they actually honed in on that. I'm curious. And I don't like that. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on the idea of um, the hand-drawn animation. Because Trolls did this when they uh, went to VOD. They took out the motion blur. And this movie has absolutely no mo- motion blur whatsoever. And... Like, a lot of people are for it. A lot of people are against it in terms of just, like, the fluidity of an animation, uh, the idea of the you know, 3D animation, the 2D animation, and the hybrids in between. When you saw it, what did you think of it? Like, were you... In Trolls? No, no, not Trolls. I don't know if you caught Trolls, but uh, the, the animation that you saw in the trailer for Scooby-Doo. Oh, okay, so Scoob, Scoob doesn't have motion blur. Is that what you're saying? That's what I've heard. And from what I noticed, I was yeah, like, I never saw any. That's interesting because I actually noticed it looks kind of weird. It looked kind of weird, but I don't, I didn't, I couldn't pinpoint that. So knowing that it has no motion blur mm-hmm. is actually really interesting because usually like when you're, you're animating in Maya, one of the things you can do is add motion blur to things that are moving in sequence mm-hmm. so that things like say, uh, if like a sword swings, that thing is just going to be completely blurry when it with motion blur. But if there's no motion blur, it doesn't look I yeah that's, the physics of it. It almost. doesn't look good yeah because I think I think that's dumb because even in two D animation they add smears to create that realistic mm. effect right so why would you not have that I don't know I'd have to see the movie but I um, I sometimes wonder if it's funding 
Like, does I does it cost more to motion blur? Like, I, I don't no. understand why. Well, I mean, the <laughs> render time increases. Well, there you go. I guess it's like hours on the clock. I guess, maybe. But, like, that's weird because I don't know why they do that. That's so confusing. I mean, it, the movie in general d- doesn't look like the most expensive thing, but it doesn't look cheap. But exactly. It doesn't, it, it doesn't. It looks kind of like just middle of the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe that's a reason why it kind of looks like. That. It's the same thing with the I voice acting. I was not a fan of the voice acting that they got. Uh, I love Will. I Forte, don't like the voice right? acting. Right? Yeah, I love Will Forte. I don't love him as Shaggy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell they had him doing as Shaggy. Dude, dude, he he was he sounded <laughs> like this. Like he was so hard. <laughs> it sounded like, like a parody of Shaggy, right. exactly. But I mean, but overall, it, it's got its right. cute moments. But it was okay. Yeah. It was alright. And it's coming yeah, from a Scooby fan. Maybe relying a little bit too hard on its like heavily, heavily uh, star-studded voice cast. I mean, mm-hmm. do we really need Mark Wahlberg to be the voice of Blue Falcon? Uh, in Mark this Wahlberg one? is that bad guy you're talking about. Like, why? Oh, really? Yeah. The fu- wow. funniest part when they cast him, they said it was just Mark playing himself, and I was like, "All right, well, the Blue Falcon ain't really <laughs> someone you look up to." So I guess that's that's a little okay. slight insult to Mark, but yeah, overall is okay. <laughs> <laughs> this Mark's playing an asshole like you. Right? Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> oh fuck! All right. Uh, Mauricio, what about you? What have you been up to? What have you been watching? What have you been watching? <laughs> oh well, ping pong you back. Well, uh, I've been watching a movie. Uh, it's got oh, the, dude. It's surprisingly entertaining, though not in the way that we usually talk about on yeah. this podcast. Uh, it, it's this very trashy thriller called Inheritance. It's directed by okay. Von Stein, who uh, previously directed Terminal uh, with uh, Margot Robbie and uh, also Simon Pegg, who is in this one, along with Lily Collins. It's the story of uh, a, a patriarch who's very wealthy, who uh, dies and leaves a mysterious inheritance to his lawyer daughter. Uh, and the way that that inheritance starts to unravel her own life and uh, the life of luxury she thought she had, uh, it starts as this kind of twisty, like, like a suspenseful thriller. And then it goes into full on crazy serial killer mode by its latter half. Uh, it's just crazy and, uh, bizarre, but some of the line readings are like ridiculous chewing scenery and hilarious. Uh, I found it crazy entertaining art also caught it. What were, what were your thoughts? Is it a spoiler to say what the premise is between Simon Pegg and her? Is it not in the trailer? (sighs) I don't know. I haven't seen the trailer, but it happens 15 minutes I mean, it's, not, in, yeah, it's so on I'd the assume. poster. Look, this, this very rich family loses the head guy. Tells his daughter, yo, go to this bunker. This man has had Simon Pegg in the bunker for who knows how many years. So the premise of the story is the daughter with the dad being dead, having no idea why that guy's under there, has to make the decision. Do I tell somebody else about this? Do I let him free or do I keep him in there? That's the movie. And what it gives you is some of the goofiest line, like he said, the lines delivered in this movie are insane. Directing and acting go hand in hand. Sometimes we think a, a, an actress or an actor did a bad performance. That's not the case. Sometimes they're just in the wrong hands. You are literally putting yourself in the director's and the editor's hands. This man's hands are crazy. I'm not saying he's a good director, but he gets something out of yeah. these actors that I've never seen before. And if this, that's not a, a good word, bro, check that out and then check out Terminal. Yeah. These are those movies where you don't even got to be drunk. You're going to feel high watching it. Like you have no idea where they yeah. came up with the, half of this stuff. And Terminal's it's got Margot, def- Margot Robbie in it. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely like oh, not hey, a movie no. that I would say is 
very good, but it is a very entertaining movie. <laughs> like, I was I was into it the whole time, and that's a lot more than I can say for crazy? some movies that I would call good. Exactly. It's not good, but I had a good mm. time with it. So, yeah. I don't want to say no, <laughs> yeah. any, the, any more about that, but... The, the, got you. I'm gonna, I want to check those out. Is it a spoiler to talk about the key line by... <laughs> to a degree... It, it, it I'll just say that that was one of my one of the most hilarious things to me. Yeah, so there's plenty uh, of things in there that I think you guys will laugh at. Uh, I know that one's coming out in VOD as well, and hopefully if it goes in streaming, catch yourself a double feature of Terminal, one of the goofiest Margot Robbie endings, twist endings, uh, and then this, which has the funniest line readings I've, I've seen all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's mostly what I've been watching. How about you, man? I've been watching uh, The Spectacular Spider-Man like, mm. constantly because I have to get on this video and it is so good man is it, it's so is good. it on disney plus god it's not it's not because it's like a it, it's it's weird i mean i explain it in the video but okay i'll just explain it here it doesn't matter it's like um sony has like this issue where they wanted concessions for like the spider-man live action movies yeah. and so they gave away the rights to their tv licensing for spider-man so they still have prop. They still own technically the spectacular Spider-Man, but since they don't have the license to make Spider-Man TV content, they um, they they can't really make more seasons, anything like that. And I think since it's tied to Sony, then they can't really have it on Disney Plus. Is, is Spider-Man: Homecoming and Spider-Man: Far From Home on Disney Plus? Oh, I actually, I actually have absolutely no idea. And that's a great point. If I feel like not, but yeah, yeah, that's it. If they're not, then maybe that has, it has to do with like Sony yeah. being a thing. Uh, what's their name yeah. of their and official universe now? Because they announced it. The- oh, some, <laughs> some, so, you know, it just some rolls off the tongue, you know. Become... Yeah, some. Yeah, the Sony some... Cinematic Universal of Marvel characters that are not in the Marvel universe, but we got them, <laughs> yeah, and that includes Vellum. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the Sony. Whatever, I don't know. Something like it's that. It's some yeah. weird name. But it's dope, yeah, though. Yeah. The, the the show's dope. The show's great, man. I wish it continued. Um, I'm trying to animate like a, like a like a wannabe trailer for what a season three would look like mm. hey. uh, in the video essay I'm making. So hopefully that video essay takes off because yeah. that's a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we you spend, so, yeah. as a film community, we spend a lot of time arguing and debating the Spider-Man movies, uh, but mm. uh, maybe less time debating the shows. Is this like your favorite of the Spider-Man TV iterations? Oh no, he loves Far From I'm... Home. Far From Home is his favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just won't stop talking about it. I love Far From Home. Look, the thing is, I play it up. I think Far From Home is not only the best Spider-Man movie, I think Far From Home is the best movie ever made, actually. <laughs> yeah, you see, when I was watching Far From Home, I was like, Martin Scorsese could he, never. It's not the one he saw when he said it never. wasn't He's jealous. Yeah, he's jealous, the thing is. I, I just have to like play it off, because if people thought it was the greatest thing, then they'd be like, I, I, just, I need to be taken seriously, you know, so... Um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I think it's my favorite TV adaptation. Yeah, nope. I love the '90s show though; the show's great. Where are you catching totally it then? Totally. Did you got you were just able to download it, or is it not on any other streaming service? Oh, I bought it. I bought the the Blu-ray. Hey, yeah. physical media right here. Someone was talking about their like. <laughs> I love physical media. Right? I, I have to have it in my hands. Bru- uh, I don't like digital. Speaking of animation, what just came out on Netflix? Everyone was flipping out about it. Um, Avatar. Avatar came out on Netflix. And Avatar yeah, did. Yeah, 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 A bunch yeah, yeah. of people were like, oh, man, it's on Netflix. Why did I buy it? I was like, because 
It wasn't on Netflix. Yeah. And when it leaves yeah. Netflix, you, you, have, you it. have it physically now. Like yeah. if Netflix dies, yeah. then you still have it's it. Dope. It's so great. <laughs> Why did I buy and it? Because of the period before it was yeah. on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's what's funny is that um Netflix, right? It's uh what the hell was I gonna say? I've, oh, right, 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 no, not Netflix, what am I saying? Avatar. Mm-hmm. Avatar, you, you go on Twitter now, and it's, like, started all these discussions again. Uh, it's and it's, like, all, yeah, and it's, like, all this, because um, you, you have the, the Avatar stands, which still exist, which is amazing. Any any community, any, any like, content created by someone would want their, to have a fan base that's on. still stri- thriving, like, 12 years later, I think. I don't know how, how long it's been. And, um... You still have people like arguing, like, "Oh my God, uh, Zuko and Katara, bro, are so much better than <laughs> Aang and Katara." And I didn't. I thought that was like a myth, man. But they've come back, and I get to experience it now, like as if I watched Avatar for the first time. So it's actually kind of fun. Well, I'm watching it for the first time right now, so I'm actually really excited. <laughs> You've never the, seen it, bro. It's the one thing everyone oh, hits me up on, so and I good. and I just go, oh, "Damn." Yeah. Well, there ain't nothing like watching it for the first time, then. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it. You know, I've heard nothing but great things. I'm gonna be honest. Like when I when I first started watching it, I was like, "It's a little cartoony for me." Everyone says no, that. Not cartoony. It's a, it's a little childish at the beginning. I felt, but then it like in, like by like halfway through the first season, it just immediately gets darker and darker. And then second season, it hits that tone where it's okay. like, "Yes, this is like you know, obviously for kids, but it's like it's like that's good." You know, I think we've we've gone past this kind of like usual kind of tropeish, interesting, more lighthearted stuff. All right, yeah, because I'm on episode yeah. three. That's how I felt. Though. So now I know. Yeah, now yeah. I know where it boots up. It's still very, it's still very lighthearted okay. by that point. Yeah, that's one of the things that's sort of interesting about this streaming era. We often talk about how it's hard to necessarily be on the same page as everybody. Like, oh, how many episodes into whatever are you? Mm-hmm. But the the counter to that is. You can just tweet out at any moment, like, you know what? I think I'm going to start Avatar The Last Airbender. And Honestly. There's going to be a bunch of people who are like, I, I think I'm going to start it too, you know, or I just We've started been, it. You and I have been saying this for the longest time. Well, if it's not being released in theaters all around the country. How will people talk? Bro, I have seen people go, I'm going to start Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I'm going to tweet about it. And people follow along with them. I was like, <laughs> y'all forgetting the internet is a beautiful place and it doesn't go off of 7 p.m. Central Standard Time or whatever it is. So <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's it's dope. Like he said, years later, Avatar can come out and people still arguing it. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Uh, so that's what we've been watching. Let us know what you've been watching in the comments down below or hitting us up at our email. That's intercutpod at gmail.com. We are going to jump straight into our topic of the week and we're continuing our series of movie brackets with the Walt Disney Animation Studios bracket, taking the 32 most recent releases from Walt Disney Animation Studios and pitting them against each other. Now, this <laughs> isn't all the Disney animated movies. We are we are excluding Pixar. We are excluding some others. We are only talking about the ones from this particular studio. Uh, so that's... be. That's at least the criteria for making it onto this bracket. Uh, the 32 most recent ones brings us all the way back to 1988. So uh, relatively recent history here, although there are some movies that maybe extend past our uh, critical and analytical <laughs> like knowledge. Look, and t- when and you look at the movies from the lively, 90s. Yeah. I mean, those are definitely current because they're releasing them again. <laughs> so it's like those are still the stories going strong. Yeah. Oh, Aladdin? You mean the oh, you uh, mean, 2018, 2019 movie? Yeah, what's yeah, the trailer yeah. from Free Guy that said the studio <laughs> that brought you Lion King? Twice. So yeah, they, they, they know where the money is. Yeah. 
Mm. Before we launch straight into the bracket, I'd like to ask the both of you, particularly For sure. uh, Mauricio, uh, what you think about Walt Disney Animation Studios, particularly, and, and the place they've established themselves in now. Because for a while there, uh, it, it seemed like it was running maybe uh, in Pixar's shadow, and now it's maybe oh, in a yeah. different place. Uh, what What is your opinion of the reputation and uh, consistent consistency of quality that we get from Walt Disney now? The reputation is honestly, it's, I think Walt Disney is one of the, animation is one of the greatest, like, just companies ever, like, you could think of. They've made so much content. Mm -hmm. uh, they've made so much, so many films that are essentially part of our culture now, mm -hmm. you know? Like, you see Beauty and the Beast, you already know what it is, you know, instantly. And even recently, like, oh, Frozen, you know Frozen instantly, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, they've had their ups and downs. Like, I think their lowest point was like Chicken Little. <laughs> that was, that was very low point. I, I, I enjoyed the movie, Cuts but it's right like, hard, hard, very hard low I've point. been arguing for Chicken Little it, for the past <laughs> brackets. Like, sci-fi? Well, ch well, Chicken Little, man, I tell you. <laughs> it's kind of a space movie. I'm not even lying. I've been talking about it being yeah. space movies. But yeah. Dude, Chicken Little was my jam when I was younger. I haven't watched it in a while, but I know that's definitely one of their lower points until they finally recuperated with Tangled. I think their biggest problem is, I don't like at the moment. I feel like they shouldn't focus on sequels. Okay, I think that's my biggest thing. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna start doing sequels, you have to just have. I don't want to suck my own dick here, but like when I was making Return to Zootopia, I didn't want to make it just because I want to make it Return to Zootopia. Like I want to be like, I it's like a fan film. It's like mm -hmm. if. I'm going to make a sequel. It's obviously not going to be as good. I don't want to like compare myself to this thing. I want to tell this new story that I feel is important, but just with the same characters. Right? Mm -hmm. Totally. And so you take a movie like Frozen 2 and it's just, it's a nothing film. Like, I don't know if you've seen it. You probably have. You've seen every, you see every movie. Yeah. So, uh, and it's the first on our um, bracket. So we're going to get into it in a bit, but yeah, I know exactly yeah, what you're talking so. about. It's literally, it feels like it exists just to suck money out of people. Right. And that's what I hate the most. Not about Walt Disney Animation, but about Disney as a whole. Right. So much of the stuff they, they create, they could be giving so much money to creators that actually want to create new things. But they're just pushing all this money into things that they know will make them profit. Yep. Even though they already have so much profit, I feel like they should take way more chances fuck sequels unless it's very very important and they have a story that needs to be told because and it's it's in the disney criteria it's mm -hmm. in the disney criteria and the pixar criteria one of the things they have like 16 rules to follow or something like that one of the rules is like if a, fi a film has to have a reason to exist okay like if you in general and i i take that to heart now as well because i thought that was brilliant it's like in general arts like there has to be a reason for sure. to, to exist because if not then it's like why are you making it like you there has to be something that has to be told or it has to be important to you or something like that and to me frozen 2 feels like it was just made for money and that means it's for no one except for disney to to get money from audiences that just enjoyed the first film mm -hmm. and people that like singing i guess uh, I, just, I, thought, I hate frozen 2 so much <laughs> hate, that's the truth that's the truth i just hate frozen it's one of the worst disney animated movies in recent times it's just bad 
I'm glad that you agree that Oliver and Company should move on in the first round because I would say <laughs> the exact same thing. Oliver and Company, more Oliver, like Oliver not and Win. Uh, to me, I, I agree with you coming off that as well. Uh, Disney, yeah. Walt Disney Animated Studios had the best of the best, and that's what gets you to become the corporate Disney you have now. I think mm, of Nike. Yeah. Nike did the best of the best. I mean, you know Nike now, right? Uh, well, <laughs> MJ makes what, however much mill from them, and they make three billion <laughs> off of his likeness. So it's right. like that's what Disney has become. But it's because they started off being the best of the best that now exactly. the worry is: can you maintain it, or is the thing you're trying to maintain this big juggernaut of a company? Uh, totally. But speaking of company, Oliver and Company is my go-to. Uh, that's my first one between Frozen. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, literally any of these films could probably be frozen too. So. <laughs> uh, I'm just go with Oliver and Company as well. Yeah. So uh, in our first bra- bracket matchup, again, the oldest film in our bracket uh, versus the newest film in our brackets, Oliver and Company against Frozen Two. Uh, we're gonna go Oliver and Company here. For me, that's like one of the first movies that I remember loving. Bro, for a, real? As a child. So yeah, yeah. It's I I I don't have a lot of recall for the specifics of the plot but just the seeing the visuals from that movie mm-hmm. bring back so much joy so i have when to the, Dude, uh, holy shit uh, i'm just really it has nothing to do with this but i remember watching i still remember the feeling of watching spider-man 2 for the first time and it was the greatest joy one of the greatest joys in my life just like fuck in this theater and you're like oh you know what's a theater so round table? We watched it. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? What's a theater? What's a theater? <laughs> Explain um, it to our fans uh, who've never seen one. <laughs> it's like people who are just born, like after the coronavirus. Like, what's a theater? Subscribe trade is straight to Intercom, but they had no idea what anything else. Yeah. Now I feel. Um, yeah, I didn't get to see Oliver. And I, and I, I'm sorry. I, I, just, I rewatched it and I almost started crying, and it reminded me of what uh, takes you back. What Zach said, yeah. I feel you. I got you, dude. For me, Oliver and Company, the other day, uh, <laughs> my puppy was, uh, oh, she was just being, just being very prideful. And I was like, bro, I, I put on that clip of when, what is it, Georgina, the very fancy dog, comes down and everyone pampers her and feeds her. I was like, see, lady, this is you right here. And I'm not going to take it. I love Oliver and Company. And uh, I love it way more than Frozen 2 for effect. But this next one, I think Mauricio should pick this first. This one's yeah. a bitch. Who, who uh, this one? <laughs> so yeah, our next bracket is Treasure Planet versus Lilo and Stitch. And uh, Brown Table, you were saying before we started that this was going to be one of the hard matchups for you to choose from. Yeah, it's just because Treasure Planet is just so beautiful to me. I love the style. It reminds me of, uh, what's it called? Also, Sinbad, you know that mm, one? Yeah. Fucking amazing movie. And it's just... Like... It's because... Tre- it's like you... <laughs> I've watched so many like bonus features and shit of like yeah. Treasure Planet and how they incorporated 3D elements into the 2D world and how Disney should still do that but they don't, which is insane. <laughs> and it's like, but like 3D elements that can be like illustrated. It's so weird. It's a program that they don't use anymore. Hmm. But it, it's like a 3D object that looks 2D. And so there's like the scene hmm. where he's just like gliding down, and it's like, it's, it's just fucking amazing. But I. <sighs> But Lilo and Stitch has I a like... 626, bro. They got the sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm going to say. Because, like, I, I, I'm going to go with Lilo and Stitch, I think. Because the it's just, it's so beautiful to me, Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite Disney movies just ever. I, I keep, I've always said that. Um, and I just, 
the story, I think the story just gets me more. And I love that feeling of like, it just gives me this warm feeling of like fluffiness and just like family. It's just so great. And it really, it's, I think it's like this perfect blend of being something that a kid can see, but also an adult. For yeah. sure. And it's just, it's just this, it's just fantastic. I'm going to go with Lilo and Stitch for that. Same one. thing. I also just love Stitch. It's just, it's the best. It's one of the greatest Dude, characters ever made, man. Lilo and Stitch had some of the best uh, online games back in the day where not everyone had a console. You just go on the PC <laughs> games. They had a sandwich maker. Oh. One, oh, man. I'm going Dude, Lilo and Stitch. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm the, talking about? I know what you're talking <laughs> about. The, 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 the yellow one, right? The yellow one. The yellow the fact oh that you know exactly yeah, yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Without a doubt, this had some of the best McDonald's toys. This had Lilo and Stitch all the way. Yeah, exactly. Lilo and Stitch all the way. I'm glad you agree, uh, Zach. So, yeah, I, I do agree. I'm going Lilo as well. Uh, the next bracket is Hercules versus Tangled. A lot nah. of people say Tangled is nah. where uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios kind of revitalized what they were doing and launched a new era. Yeah, but Hercules is when it was good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love Tangled. I really do. I think it's I it's it really brought back Walt Disney Animation from like being kind of like in Pixar shadow, like mm-hmm. uh, you were saying before. And I just, but I just think Hercules is so. In general, I prefer a lot of the times two D because in three D it's like. I feel like three D just has like this luxury of being able to look realistic, mm-hmm. and I like that. But at the same time. You know, putting up it against like a film like Hercules, it's like this thing is just so artistic, like mm-hmm. the design and just like the characters and how, you know, it's like, it reminds me of Moana, like, you know, the, you know, the, the, va- the I forgot their names, but like the, the dancing ladies. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? A little bit. Keep going. Uh, the what? Keep going. I, I don't remember like the, the name. The water but... or what? No, like, no, none Moana and Hercules. Oh, like, and Hercules. Ladies. Oh no, yeah. bro! The only thing I remember from Hercules is the original. What are those? That that's that's, oh. <laughs> that's the one line I go back uh, to. I can't remember the names, but it's like, like there's just so many interesting ideas, and it's just like I just I just love the visual style of it, and I think the villain is also one of the. It's great. I just I I would give it to Hercules to me, but it's a it's a close one. I have to give it to Tangle. I really liked, I really like Tangle's uh, ending though. But. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Hercules, I think. Right. What are you saying? I'm sorry. I oh, no, mine was Tangled, so that means it's 1-1. One, one. It's up to Zach. Okay. Um, I, I kind of am inclined to go with Mauricio here and, and vote. Uh, yeah, man, it's a musical, too. Oh, Tangled's a musical. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, y'all going to get I, rid of Tangled in the first round? Are you going to get rid of Hercules crazy. in the first round? Who put this list up? Because they, they put it up against Hercules, man. It don't matter if it was up yeah. against Hercules. Your speech before we got into this was entangled. Oh, y'all really going to do me like this? Yeah, man. I mean, it, I it's, single, though. it's always, I, I'm generally someone who really likes when uh, the art style is a little more out there and a little more varied. And, Her hair was uh, out there, Zach. Maybe not quite so photorealistic, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll go with Hercules here. Uh, next matchup is Winnie the Pooh versus the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Art, which uh, way are you leaning on this matchup? I don't really have a big preference to either or. I wasn't the biggest mm-hmm. fan of Hunchback when that came out. Uh, but I'll go Winnie the Pooh because of how timeless they were. I mean, that movie came out like, what, 09? Like, it was years later. And I thought it was a re-release. I was like, oh, is this like a lost film they had from the 60s? They're just going to re-release it. Um, it's cute. 
I like it mm-hmm. more than Hunchback, but it's it's not of any like big preference. I just don't have the biggest of either. Yeah, Hunchback is one of those uh, kind of like, more forgettable uh, hand-drawn ones in that period around Lion King and Hercules. Uh, I don't necessarily recall a lot from it from my youth, uh, and I haven't seen the new Winnie and the Pooh, but just the fact that you would vote it over, I'm happy to go with it here. I don't know if it's going to be long for this bracket. Uh, our yeah. next matchup, though, is Aladdin versus Big Hero 6. Mauricio. This one is actually really hard. Yeah, it, it's kind of a, a very different matchup. You know, you get a more it's, classic animated movie versus the more modern 3D. Something very modern, yeah. It's yeah. like the complete antithesis of it. Mm-hmm. That is that's a hard one, man. I kind of want to go like, yeah, Big Hero 6, because now it's like animated, because like the Tangled Hercules matchup, I voted for the 2D, and I want to go for the 3D now, because I really <laughs> like Big Hero 6. Oh, man, but like just Aladdin, just Aladdin, Aladdin just having Robin Williams. Right. <laughs> just that. It's like such a, such a, such a plus, man. I don't know. Art, do you have a Aladdin. strong preference yeah. between the Aladdin. two? Aladdin. I'm, I'm surprised we're still even here. Aladdin. <laughs> you know what gets brought up later? Oh, oh when talking about this, people talk about uh, Robin Williams and what he did there, and that's the one. I'm not going to see a big Hero 6 live action. I want I didn't want to even see the Aladdin one, but if there was one that still, I think, tests the, the, the stand of time and all the things that you said about 2D animation, dude, mm, just the genie, genie bits alone. Just the genie bits yeah. alone. To this day, still stand yeah. the test of time. I I, I go uh, the, how they how they did it, like just ad libbing. I thought that was insane. And there's still insane. jokes to this day where I rewatched it. I was just like, "Oh, that was a double entendre right there." Ooh, yeah. like yeah, you see, because the best. Like, that's what I hate about so many movies these days. And I think that's gonna go back to Scoop here. Oh my god, <laughs> fuck you, Scoop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the pop culture references as jokes. That that's like the weak one of the weakest things you could do because mm-hmm. that thing is gonna be so dated in like a month. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. shout out Simon like, Cowell. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh my God, I saw that. I saw that. You saw it. Okay. And it's like, yeah, I saw that scene, and it was like, why would you, like if you see Deadpool for example, like so many jokes are just like they're not as funny because mm-hmm. it's like kind of dated. You know what I mean? And I enjoy the Deadpool movies a lot. Like I give them so much credit. Yeah. But, but the Deadpool were... movies were best the day that Deadpool was released. Mm-hmm. And then they yes. slowly yeah, start yeah. to expire from slowly that Slowly start to degrade. But like when it's jokes that just can always be used, mm-hmm. that's like, that's when you got the money there. So definitely. Anyways, Aladdin, Aladdin for sure. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we were doing a best uh, character on this bracket list, oh, Genie would is... definitely get a lot, for, yeah. would get really, really far. So, yeah. Uh, our next matchup is Meet the Robinsons versus Fantasia 2000. Art, which way do you prefer? Which one of these movies do you prefer? Meet the Robinsons has some really good memes, bro. Some really good memes. <laughs> and back in the day, the DVDs used to start with the uh, with the bit from Meet the Robinsons, like for the Disney intro DVD stuff. But I'm going Fantasia 2000. I'm gonna go with Fantasia 2000 on this one. Yeah, I I'm... Just... It, but the. the... I've I've only seen it once and it was a really long time ago. That's why I can't really say much about it. Mm-hmm. But I remember it being so visually stunning. Right, it's trippy. And you have Meet the Robinsons, and it's like it was good. Yeah, I don't think it's not a bad <laughs> movie. Yeah, it was, it was good. It's not bad. It's just not like 
Not a lot that's super memorable about that one, whereas Fantasia, like, yes, it is obviously like a riff on the original Fantasia, but Fantasia 2000 still, it's just, it's very different Mm -hmm. from the rest of the world of the the animation. The rest of this bracket, I think it stands out as a singular type of movie. For sure. And if it was uh, the original Fantasia, if it was the original Fantasia, uh, even more so, but yeah, Fantasia 2000 for that one. Yeah. Uh, Art... You've been trying to do it for weeks. Our next matchup is Dinosaur versus Chicken Little. <laughs> Chicken Tell us Little, why yeah. Chicken Little needs to advance in this bracket. Oh my God. Dinosaurs are extinct. This man said, dinosaurs, what's that movie? He searched it up, he said, oh, the one with the weird animation. Chicken Little <laughs> yeah, yeah, is yeah. eligible for like the last five brackets that we've done. I'm glad it's finally here. Let's take it all the way, boys. Chicken Little. I'll explain uh, one last <laughs> I have no argument. I, I don't have Chicken any memory of dinosaur. As long as y'all ain't picking dinosaur, that's all I care about. Yeah. Um, I'm actually yeah. very interested to hear what's going to happen in this next bracket because Zootopia, it's Zootopia versus Beauty easy. and the Beast. Uh, Beauty easy. and the Beast is one of the very few films, animated films, to have been nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Yeah, but Zootopia won Best Animated Feature, <laughs> man. Well, yeah, that's the Best Picture. Yeah. I mean, it's... I love Beauty and the Beast, but it never gave me like a, wow, I want to watch that again immediately type thing. I felt like Zootopia, I finished it and I was like, huh, I kind of want to watch that again just to like take that in in a different way mm-hmm. because yeah. the, like the angle, it, 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 you, it has like, um, once it gets to like the essential climax of the film, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, so... This kind of thing is so subtle that if you rewatch the film, you start to see all these little subtleties. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like, I've been missing out on, like, so much. It's just like, I don't know how to explain it. But, like, I, I know you know what I mean. I'm just going to give it to Zootopia. And I just, again, I made a freaking fan film, so I can't not yeah. vote for Zootopia. So I had a yeah. feeling that's the way that you would go. Art, uh, how about you? I love Zootopia. When it came out, I got to see it early. I, I was like, bro, I absolutely adore Zootopia. But I think, Beauty, like you said, the first animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture and the animation behind Beauty and the Beast, and this literally comes down to the one thing that I have Beauty, that I think Beauty and the Beast does better than Zootopia and that's that I cannot stand Shakira singing at the end of Zootopia it does like bro Zootopia is a masterpiece and I don't know where they go how about we Norma the North it and that's the one thing I really defend it Mauricio please I need some someone to give me a, a better version of why Shakira just comes out at the end and, well, and I, that's subjective you know I I, I don't hate it but I'm it doesn't like, add to I mean, that thing where like you said that you rewatch so. it and you see the beauty well, the in it the thing is that Beauty and the Beast, it has, like, such a basic-ass message, but then you have Zootopia, which has, like, a message that's still prevalent in our well, lives. Well, here's the and difference. I think, I think well, that takes it to the top It's not basic. Me. That's why they redid the, the Beauty and the Beast one. If anything, and I, and I love Zootopia. Boy, they did Beauty and the Beast again because it's so, so well-known. Exactly. It's like, the come best on, of the best. And it's the tried like, and true story. Well, I mean, what, what, do you, what do you want from Zootopia? It came out like not three the years not the ago. Shakira ending. That's it. <laughs> that's all <laughs> what I said. Just that. I don't have any bad things to say from Zootopia other than literally the ending. So when it comes to two masterpieces, I got to give it to Beauty and the Beast only because the music is more memorable than the ending of what Zootopia gave us. But Zootopia is a masterpiece. I give it to Zootopia because I just feel like the the message and the way it's presented. I think it's really smart and it's really appealing. And I think it just has so many more takeaways than Beauty and the Beast. 
Mm-hmm. But that's me again. Uh, or if you don't agree with me later, I'll dox you. It's fine. I'm not going to say it's after. <laughs> I'm joking. All right, uh, for the safety yeah, of my co-host, I might have to go Zootopia. No, yes, um, let's go. <laughs> no, yes. I mean, I, Oh, there yeah. is a lot so that's needed. iconic about Beauty and the Beast, and I, you know, I can't take that away from it, obviously. But uh, I, I respond more to the the nuance in the storytelling and uh, the more modern message that we get from Zootopia. I do, I, I do kind of agree that uh, Beauty and the Beast is ultimately a little bit simple, and that you see some of that simplicity in the remake of it, uh, which I don't think is nearly as successful as the original. Go Beauty off, and the Beast. Zach. Go off, man. <laughs> uh, so. We'll let Zootopia right. take this round, and the next matchup is the Rescuers from Down Go Down Under versus Moana. Mauricio, you're the only one of us has actually seen the Rescuers. That's the one movie I haven't seen. You haven't seen it either, Sam? No, I've seen the subliminal no. messages. That's a tough one. I don't. You've you've all seen Moana, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Moana's great. I don't. I don't know how Moana stands up against Rescuers, because I think Rescuers would lose. I think Rescuers... Well, Rescuers is iconic because it has so many... Just, I think it's... But the thing is, Moana, like, nobody talks about Moana anymore either. Yeah, they do. There was a song called Moana that just got released two weeks ago. <laughs> Wait, what? There's By g Easy and the biggest white rapper right now. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, I, well, think nobody, I, I think we on different timelines. I think we on different timelines over here, boy. All right, yeah, you're right. I think yeah, Moana. Have, that's why I never see you. I never interact with you because I never see you. We're completely on different Twitters, man. I would say, well, uh, what do you have for Rescuers Down? So the Rescuers Down Under, it's just it has so many. Oh, man, it's just it feels so classic. You know what I mean? And I, the, sadly, I think one of the most famous things it's known for is that. And at one point, I hope I'm, this is the right movie, but like at one point they're flying down on a seagull. Or like uh, that's a from what I, yeah, from what I remember. Yeah, and like one of the windows in the buildings has like a naked woman because like an animator sneaked that, snuck that in. I, I'm pretty sure. Sadly, that's exactly that's the like subliminal thing I was talking for. about. Yeah, that's when I talk, when yeah. I think of the rescuers. That's the only scene is that exact clip of them <laughs> the coming down with thing? the subliminal yeah. thing. Yeah, but it's just it's really good, and I feel like it's one of those like anthrop anthropomorphized ish like animated movies that like people always like miss out on because it's just as like classic feeling as like many other disney classics but i think i think i'd give it to moana though yeah because it's just like moana is just beautiful yeah i mean moana is a gorgeously animated film and it's got you know its own fairly iconic uh art to it uh yeah, yeah i i feel like there's no uh, wrong, it's not wrong to go with Moana here, even if yeah, I, uh, so. I haven't necessarily seen Rescuers. But I love both, man. But yeah, it's tough. One. Yeah. All right. So, Home on the Range versus the Emperor's New Groove. Do we have any Home on the Range defenders here? I'll me. take that as a vote for Emperor's <laughs> New Groove. New Groove yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I thought Home on the Range, Home on the Range, like just flew past my mind so hard that I, I, I thought that Home on the Range was... Um, the other one? The Back to back to the Barnyard. The, yeah, the, the, like, the, <laughs> the, the other one. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, like the cow, like the 3D animated yeah. cow movie. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly yeah, what you're that, talking about. Like, Not the that. good one. 
Yeah. Not the good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Emperor's New Groove easy. Yeah. Emperor's New Groove could... I'm just going to tell you the next one. I just think Emperor's New Groove would beat Moana easily. Yeah, I, I have a feeling Emperor's really? New Groove is going to do all right in this bracket, but we'll yeah. uh, we'll see how far it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next matchup is Tarzan versus Bolt. Art, which one is your favorite Tarzan. of these two? Tarzan, I hate this. This is a tough one for me. Tar- go, go, Art. I'm sorry. Tarzan. Dude, when I was little... I know you're gonna vote for I know you're gonna vote for Tarzan's act, but I just have to give it to Bolt because when I was little, I watched Bolt every single day when I came back from school. I loved it so much. That movie is definitively like one of those childhood movies. That was my childhood movie. What did it for you? I have to give it to Bolt. I don't know, man. It was just so fun. I loved every single character and I just loved the story of like the dog trying to get back and then it the climax is like it has to in a way use its like powers to get you know the girl out of danger because like the the studio is burning i just thought it was i just i just think it's great i don't know and sometimes the movie comes out at the right too. time yeah tarzan's amazing but like i just have to give it to bolt because like i guess bolt touched me more than tarzan uh when i when my when my nieces and nephews were a little bit younger uh, I had a cousin who was going back and forth from China for school and would bring back bootleg DVDs for them to watch of children's movies. One of them was of Bolt, uh, mm. and they featured subtitles of English translated into Chinese, translated back into English. Fire. Uh, so throughout the movie, Fire. whenever they would talk about Bolt, the subtitles were lightning flash dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's just... Flash dog. That, that's just been my memory of Bolt ever since then. Uh, I do have to go Tarzan here. I think, uh, it's I think it's I bought, still in my heart. I bought DVDs from the same guy, homie. I, I think we oh, did you? <laughs> I know exactly the type of W you're talking about. That's why it's funny to me. Oh. Uh, hilarious. Uh, but yeah, we'll go Tarzan in that matchup. Uh, our next matchup is Frozen, the original, versus Lion King, the original, the 1994 version. Uh, There's a 1994 version of the Lion King, dude? Yeah, it's it, uh, <laughs> it's it's the uh, it's the concept art for the uh, highest uh, animated movie. Oh, like the storyboards. It's the storyboards right? that yeah. they did. It's, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't okay. look anything re- like real life, though. It look, dude, it looks mm. fake. It looks like a cartoon. It's ridiculous, but I'd pick That's it. Crazy man. I'd pick it over Frozen. Yeah, Frozen is. I think Frozen. I think Frozen's good. I just think it's great phenomenon. I hate using this word. I think it's overrated. Yeah, um, um, and Lion King easily takes the cake. I don't even have to discuss it. Like it's just Lion King. Yeah, I think it's understood that that's just such a classic. And Frozen may become uh, a similarly highly praised movie, but I think it's like you were saying. It is a bit overrated considering how much people talk about that movie now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Pocahontas versus Wreck-It Ralph. Mauricio, which one do you prefer? I don't remember Pocahontas that much. I'm going to be completely yeah. honest. So I'm just going to give it to Wreck-It Ralph for that. I know, I know it's Pocahontas. It's probably like a great movie. I just can't remember it, and that's the only reason I'm voting for it. For Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, I, just, I, also, I really enjoy Wreck-It Ralph in general, too. And I think the message is brilliant in that movie. Yeah. Have so. you seen Frozen 2? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I, then you I then you saw it. the newer version of Pocahontas. It's literally just that all done. Wreck it, Ralph. Wreck it, Ralph. Got you. <laughs> yeah, I, 
Wreck-It Ralph is really clever. I, I like that movie a lot. We're, we'll go with that one. Uh, the Princess and the mm. Frog versus Mulan. Art, which one is your preference here? Mulan, to this day. I mean, people going still crazy yeah. for Szechuan sauce. And again, we have another remake coming out from that one. But I truly think uh, a lot of the original stuff that they're trying to strip away from this remake, what they do to all of them, they did it for the Lion King one, they did it for the Beauty and the Beast one. The things that they try to strip away from them uh, just shows you how much more... They were literally ahead of its time. Some of the stuff they're trying to strip from the Mulan things, they're worried that it may be a little too, oh, what if that's a man falling in love with a man type thing? And I was like, they had no problem with it back in the 90s, so way more ahead of its time. I, I do feel like I need to give uh, The Princess and the Frog another watch, though. That's one that I feel I haven't given enough like of a deep dive to in the behind the scenes and stuff. Uh, but as of now, I'd pick Mulan. Yeah, if it was another movie, I'd probably pick the princess and the frog honestly but mulan would take it here but the princess and the frog is great man i think the princess and the frog is probably my favorite disney animated like princess movie really yeah i think so i i I think i like it more than uh beauty and the beast wow to be completely fair i actually it's like it's like one of the it's like even i think actually I actually hadn't somehow hadn't seen either of these before we recorded this bracket, okay. and I just watched them over the past couple of days and found them both pretty uh, really charming and uh, better than I expected. But I, I think there's a mm-hmm. little bit more that's memorable and iconic about Mulan, whether it's the characters or the story. Uh, you know, obviously they're remaking it for a reason. I'm happy to go Mulan here. Yeah, Atlantis: The Lost Empire versus Brother Bear. Uh, Mauricio, I feel like I've seen you tweet about Brother Bear. I haven't, actually. Oh, no? No. But I, I know of the movie. Yeah. I know of Atlantis as well. And I think I'm going to give it to Atlantis. I just like how mature it is. Yeah. Or at least it has that mature vibe. So I like Brother Bear, and I think they should make a live-action Brother Bear, because I'd see it starring Leonardo DiCaprio as one of the bears. <laughs> I'd go Brother Bear. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I used to I mean, watch I'm... that movie all the time in 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 school. They would just always yeah. play it because I was I hurt my head in fifth grade, so I couldn't go outside for recess. And they always had this this movie playing. <laughs> Dude, Brother Bear is iconic, man. It really yeah. is. I'm telling the you, that one's gonna have a revolution when it comes out. You <laughs> the highest grossing live action Disney Brother Bear. <laughs> all the yeah, Brother Bear fans gonna come out of the woods yeah. <laughs> to support it. Uh, I'm going to go with Atlantis here. I I really liked that movie when I was younger. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's also one of the... From that that era, there were a lot of princess movies, and this was one of the ones that actually was kind of more of like an adventure Mm -hmm. movie. And I think being younger, I I responded to that then. Um, Our last matchup of the first round is Ralph Breaks the Internet versus The Little Mermaid. A lot of people credit The Little Mermaid with kind of revolutionizing Walt Disney Animation Studios in their uh, early 90s hand-drawn era. Mauricio, what do you think? Is that the better of the two films? Do any of you like Ralph Breaks the Internet? Because I actually really like Ralph Breaks the Internet. I think it's okay. I think it's pretty good. I don't. Not as much as the original. original? I was going to... Yeah, I thought I was going to be like... I gotta give it credit because I think it's great, but like I, I was, I was expecting like, what? What are you talking about? Breaks the internet? Are you crazy? Yeah, but uh, yeah, easily Little Mermaid because it's like it's just not fair almost. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, Ralph Breaks the Internet is pretty good. So if it was against like, I don't know, Pocahontas, it would probably win in my yeah. opinion. But 
Yeah. Little Mermaid. Uh, Art, you're cool with going Little Mermaid here? Oh, definitely Little Mermaid. Yeah, I mean, I like the characters in the world of Ralph Breaks of Ralph Breaks the Internet a lot, but I prefer it in the first. I, one. I like that character that they have in Ralph Breaks the Internet. That's the Little Mermaid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I forgot about so, that. Yeah. I completely forgot about the. Yeah, maybe that's why I didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> in our first matchup of the second round, we've got Oliver and Company versus Lilo and Stitch. Which is the uh, better pairing? You think Art? L- Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, yeah not, and not I, that much nostalgia for Oliver and Company. Oh no, I love <laughs> Oliver and Company, but we're talking about the best of the best. I I know how to put my biases to the side and talk about Ohana, which truly means family, and family means no one gets left behind, including Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. That means family. <laughs> Easily, uh, Mauricio, you're you're with us there on Lilo. Yeah, Lilo and Stitch easy. Totally. Uh, Hercules versus Winnie the Pooh. Don't think we're going to get a strong argument for Winnie the Pooh from Arturo <laughs> here. Winnie the Pooh, bro. <laughs> I got I made a history of Pooh video, uh, and that's as far as I'll go when it comes to it. Uh, I'm, good. I'm good with Hercules. All right. Uh, Aladdin versus Fantasia 2000. We were talking about how unique-seeming Fantasia was, but Ain't that unique. it's not the classic that Aladdin is. Yeah. Chicken Little. G Fantasia, like uh, Art said. Exact, exactly. Yeah. I think I'd give it to Aladdin here. For sure. Yeah. We'll go with Aladdin. Chicken Little versus Zootopia. Oh, All right. Sorry, Art. Sorry. Let's Art. go, Chicken Little, Chicken baby. Little's Let's gonna go. Get, <laughs> gonna get annihilated. Chicken Little. I don't know. I'd give it to Zootopia here. If the sky was falling in Zootopia, the sky was falling in Zootopia, Chicken Little would be the only only animal who would have survived. I'm gonna tell you that much right there. <laughs> Zach Braff would have been walking so around fun. the outside of Zootopia, being like, "I told y'all, y'all didn't listen." Uh, is that is, is that a good enough goodbye for Chicken Little for you? <laughs> I don't. I hope so. I hope it is. Okay, we're going Zootopia in that matchup. Moana versus the Emperor's New Groove. Uh, I'm a big fan of Emperor's New Groove. I think it's a really funny. What, like maybe the funniest movie on this whole bracket. Uh, to, to me, I am more interest, interested in those characters than I was in the characters of Moana. So I feel like I got to go Emperor's New Groove here. Mauricio, how about you? Dude, I was going to say the exact same thing because there's so many just brilliant set pieces in Emperor's New Groove yeah. and jokes in Emperor's New Groove. And like the characters are still so iconic to me, like way more than Moana in my opinion. Uh, and Emperor's New Groove is like a bunch of freaking characters like Kronk and like so mm-hmm. it's just yeah I'm gonna have to give it to Emperor's New Groove feels like one of the more comedy forward Disney films yeah and the comedy is so good and like it isn't just like verbal comedy it's like visual comedy all the time zoom outs pan ins like mm-hmm. so many co- it's crazy it's so good and the series was great yeah. the series was fantastic the se- series yeah Emperor's New School right <laughs> primo fantastic that said yeah I can, I, look, y'all disrespecting Moana's music. I love Moana's music. I think Moana has some of the best uh, modern... Granted, it's Hamilton. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's Hamilton, because literally Lee Manuel yeah. did the music, uh, and a lot of it has this, the same type of uh, progressions. But I think the, the music in Moana is fantastic, but the comedy... Bro, the amount of times I say, pull the lever, Kronk, is... <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Uh... One of my favorite Moana anecdotes is that Lin-Manuel, when he was writing songs for The Rock, went back and listened to some of his singing in WWE to kind of figure out The Rock's register and then wrote songs oh. around that. I'm so, telling you, yeah, can't Moana's... underestimate the music in Moana. 
it's got a lot of great aspects to it, but I'm still remember when, going New Emperor. Remember Emperor's when the uh, actress who voiced Moana did the uh, at the Oscars? She performed the song and then got smacked <laughs> got in hit. the face and continued performing. Uh, that was <laughs> shout out to her. That was dope. Yeah, that was G. All right, uh, Tarzan versus the Lion King. Are we going to have any Tarzan defenders in this matchup? No, the Lion King's. What do you mean? What? Why are you making it sound like Lion King's going to win? Lion King's winning the bracket. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, Lion King wins. Uh, Wreck It Ralph versus Mulan. Mauricio, which is your preference from these two films? Wreck It Ralph or Mulan? I think I'd have to give it to. Wow, actually, I don't know. I'm gonna pass it over to Art because I have no idea. Between Wreck It and Mulan, Mulan. Yeah. Oh man, I just that message in Wreck It Ralph is so great. I think I'd give it to Milanda. It's just, it's just too classic for me. Yeah, yeah it's and the certainly... comedy's great too, and just the music. I think that's the the biggest positive I can give it over Wreck It Ralph is like the music in Milan. Like... And dude, Mushu like has been imitated to death. <clears throat> they have just taken the side character of what Mushu was and just put it in everything possible. You know, so do we yeah. get Donkey without? I Mushu? was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> You don't, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of, like, uh, what's that? American Dragon Jake Long. Bro, you don't. Yeah, we got to get in a whole other tangent if we start talking about American yeah. Dragon. <laughs> but, yeah, no. easily. I, I do really love the, the world of Wreck-It Ralph and uh, just the inter- the way in which it incorporates IP does actually feel fresh and, and worthwhile, like mm-hmm. not just product placement constantly. So, you know, a little bit of respect on its way out out the door. I, I like Wreck-It Ralph a lot, uh, but we'll go with Mulan there. Atlantis, the Lost Empire versus the Little Mermaid. This is our last round two matchup. Uh, Mauricio, which which wow. movie? I'm going to give it to Atlantis, I think. Hmm. Really? Like, I like the Little Mermaid. Yeah, I like the Little Mermaid a lot, but it's like... Like now, now we get into two different like things and like how they're executed, mm-hmm. and it's like I love Little Mermaid, but then you get into like that, like it, it's still kind of. For me, it's got to be the Little Mermaid because no one talks about Atlantis, the Lost Empire anymore nowadays. I feel like people still talk about it. Not as much as the Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I give mean... it. I'm gonna give it to Atlantis. I don't know. I I like Atlantis a lot, and I think. Some of its visuals are really striking. It's really unique. Uh, but Little Mermaid do- has sort of stood the test of time and uh, yeah, sure. is such a classic. It, you know, I-, I think just the amount of characters that you remember and songs that I feel like I got to give it the edge here. Uh, in the Elite Eight, we're going with Lilo and Stitch versus Hercules. Art, sticking with Lilo and Stitch here? I hope you guys are too. Yeah, man. Okay. If you don't say Lilo and Stitch, man. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Family yeah, sticks together. Great, but like Lilo and Stitch, man. <laughs> All right, uh, Lilo and Stitch. The next matchup is Aladdin versus Zootopia. Mauricio, are you still sticking with Zootopia? That's actually. Pretty it's hard. pretty hard, yeah. right? That's pretty. That's hard, a pretty actually. hard one. I, I'm. I... The thing is, for me, like how it's affected me, I would still say Zootopia. That's fair. Totally. I love Aladdin, but like I don't, I don't ever feel the need to like. I want to watch Aladdin today. Not that I've like constantly watched Zootopia, but I haven't felt like I've ever wanted to watch Aladdin in like yeah 
years. And there's totally Less something to be years. said about that just personal, the, the way that it affects you personally. You know, some of, some of these movies are much more capable of doing that, and Zootopia certainly has a lot of resonance aspects to it. For sure. I still think I'm going Aladdin, though. Art? I love the genie in Aladdin. But I love the world of Zootopia. Once we're not talking to Genie, I personally feel, not that it's a bad story at all, but there are aspects of Zootopia when we're not following Judy Hopson, I still think it's pretty dope, or we're not following some of the other characters. Uh, Very torn. Yeah. But at this point in time, in 2020, the year of our Lord, in May, I'm going to pick Zootopia (laughs) just for this round. It may change. (laughs) It may change on rewatches. It may change in the future, but Zootopia. All right, Zootopia crawls its way into the final four. Uh, we've got yeah, that was a rough one, man. The Emperor's New Groove versus the Lion King. Oh, that in sucks. This matchup. Hey, that's su- that this- sucks for the Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. <laughs> no, like that one. Su- that's, that's a casualty because you don't want to see it go. But then you're like, who's it? oh Lion mm-hmm. King? Hey, <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah, Lion King is just too much, man. Yeah, I mean, like respect to David Spade, John Goodman, Patrick Warburton. Mm. Lo- love love the vo- voice styles All there, but uh, Lion King, it's just so iconic. It's so, so iconic. Mulan versus The Little Mermaid. Arturo. Mulan. This one's a little tough. Mulan. Yeah? So no, I, like, I, actually, Mulan I, I actually started following like what they have to do, and I was like, bro, I don't, how are they going to update The Little Mermaid? She got to give up who she is for a man? What? Mulan beat the men. I was like, yo, let's mm-hmm. go. Which one's a better character? Like, honestly, when we're talking about the adaptations, did you know Little Mermaid's been adapted twice while they're still working on the other one? Yeah. Like, it's still the talk of the town, but, like, no one actually knows how to go about adapting it because the story in and of itself, I think out of a lot of the ones that we've had here, I know I know, Beauty and the Beast got its bestiality, but I wasn't going to let y'all have that when we were defending against Zootopia. But it, when it comes to a lot of these old tales, it's like you, you look back on them and they're like, not that whole thing's messed up. Wait, wait, wait. She can't keep her voice because you got to be, pick between two things. I think the story at the end of the day when it comes to Mulan has a much bigger message that, again, they don't even know how to be that progressive with the 90s movie that they're adapting today. Uh, so for right. me, Mulan. Szechuan sauce yeah, it's is interesting. delicious. It's interesting you bring that up because, you know, one of the things that they've been talking about with this upcoming Mulan live action remake is all the elements that they've felt they had to change mm-hmm. from the original, whether it's the making it less cartoony or taking out of love interest. But uh, they're trying to also make a Little Mermaid movie, and that's a movie that's uh, definitely going to have a, have a lot of changes once it comes to live action. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mauricio, think, though, you said it's easily Mulan's? Yeah, it's easily Mulan's to me. Um, but I think like Mulan also, like the live action one, they're adapting more of like the original story more than anything. So right. I think that's why they're kind of doing that like there's no mushu that's because it's like there's obviously not but then that's stupid because it's like why would you not have mushu yeah if you are gonna have like an like a villain that can turn into a freaking bird you know so it's like if you're gonna keep the fantasy stuff then just keep the dragon like what's the what's wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it's kind of dumb but still Mulan. yeah yeah all right so lilo and stitch zootopia the lion king and mulan make up our final four dude dude do you know how many times I've said my two top favorite Disney movies 
or Zootopia and Lilo and Stitch. You know what's crazy, bro? <laughs> you now got to pick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make it easy for you. Oh no. Lilo and Stitch. Dude, I love fucking Lilo and Stitch, man. I love Zootopia too. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Zach, what do you what do you what do you think? I re rewatched Lilo and Stitch before we uh, recorded this podcast, and that's that's just a really really delightful movie. Uh, from it, it's got just this deranged bit of humor. Stitch is such a kind of crazy, chaotic character. Uh, you know, we often talk about how a lot of these kids movies have to appeal to uh, both kids and adults. And I think sometimes they ignore some of the kids stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is a movie that does not ignore the kids stuff. It is like a pro, like a a consistently silly and bizarre movie uh, that was burned into my brain when I was younger. I got to go stitch here, man. I think so too. You know, I think in general, I think Zootopia's affected me more, but I just think Lilo and Stitch is just, I think it's just slightly better. And I think it also has to do with, like, there's so many scenes, like, I, like, I was in my mind, like, okay, Zootopia is this, but what does Lilo and Stitch has? Oh, it has this, but it's, like, also this, right? you know what I mean? And it's, like, like, uh, what's it called? Like, what was it, Nani? Is that her name? The sister? The sister's yeah. name, what is her name? Yeah. Yeah, she, she has, like, this whole character arc, and it's, like... Everything is so important and like how the, the family reconnects and then just and the then, surfing yeah, scene alone. The miscommunications it's that they just, have with each other as yeah. sisters and not knowing what's yeah. happening. Like yeah. there is so much stuff yeah. that Lilo and Stitch oh, does that you it's think it's so, so surface good. level. The, the characters are too rounded. But I think it, it has just as much depth while doing something that we never expected to be. Because I love Zootopia, but it's a heavy movie. It's a heavy movie. It's got dark elements to it, which I, I don't think takes away from it. But how does Lilo and Stitch still go to those depths while still, like you said, watching it during a pandemic? <laughs> and it's like the happiest movie you could watch at, at the moment. Um, yeah, it's like, man, it's like how it handles it. It just uplifts you so much more, I think. That's it. I don't know. The, I'm going to have to give it to Lilo and Stitch. At the end of the day, Ohana means family. And I've remembered that since the early 2000s. That was hard as fuck, guys. <laughs> Dude, I just lost a part of myself. Hey, hey, this is how we always look at it. Don't even worry about it. We always look at it this way. To me, the round ends, the whole thing ends at these four. Everything else right. is just extra. Exactly. Like if we're talking about a, a Mount Rushmore of Disney, that's animated always films, more we could important. Do worse than Lilo and Stitch, Zootopia, Lion King, and Mulan. Uh, which one of whichever one of these ultimately wins everything? You know, it's kind of a toss up. Because remember, uh, they but we'll go with Le- yeah Lilo and Stitch. They used to tell you you can only take one. Take Disney Plus. I think it has all of these. So, <laughs> uh, Lion King, easy. Lion King, yeah. So very easy. We've been saying Lion King, a uh, pretty much hands down uh, for a few rounds now. Do we want to talk a little bit about just some of the things that we find so special about it? Since it's I have made its one way big thing to so the finals go. now. Yeah, go off, you guys. Tell me what you why you love Lion King. Oh, like I just think it's like so colorful. The story is just brilliant. Like the coming-of-age tale the animation is just fucking beautiful like it's honestly so gorgeous that the live-action reboot is just it's like it's like almost spitting in its face because right the lion king is just so so visually stunning that to have it redone in grayscale is just so depressing and it's almost like insulting um 
And just the characters are, are amazing. Scar is amazing. The the voice acting. Uh, I can't remember his name, but like... Um, For Simba or Mufasa? You know, the dad. Dad. Simba's dad. Is just... Oh, James Earl Jones. Yeah, yes, yes. So good they had oh. to bring him back for the follow-up. They said, oh, we're not replacing yeah, that. Man. We're not replacing that voice. <laughs> not replacing that. Matthew yeah, exactly, Broderick, exactly. he can go away, but not, not yeah, James. J- J- yeah, John Oliver, man. Yes, that's okay. Okay, yeah. yeah that, we need this guy, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Right, what were you going to say? Oh, right? for me, easily, uh, I think it has some of the... It's It's a biblical story. They literally took from Cain and Abel. You know, this was the B team while everyone was doing Pocahontas. And the B team said, nah, we're not going to give you a B product. What we're going to give you is the most sold merch of all time. What we're going to give you is a Broadway play that's still running to this day, Zach. Only pause because of yep. pandemic. Only pause because of, of a pandemic, <laughs> all right? They were talking about a movie that, yes, it, it got remade. And should it? I, I think people agree that the new one isn't good. But it was still Lion King and they went, dude. Yeah. I saw people there yep. mad. Singing Kuna Matata. Like, they just, it's such, it's such a story that has ultimately, uh, it's going to be here for generations to come. And that's because of, like, when you really take into it, I don't want to spoil the Lion King, but when you look at this about a kid whose father's brother is the one who turns on him and all this, like, all the twists and turns and deception. You got the hyenas, which are great side characters. We're talking about side characters. Timon and Pumbaa, fantastic side characters. But you have a specific scene that the new one didn't have, and it just shows you why the animation in and of itself is what, what's held the test of time. Uh, I'm blanking on the um, the monkey, the one who helps him, and gives him all the lessons, and he bops him over the head, and it hurts him. And the next time, he moves. And it's that whole lesson of just because you know it wasn't there in the past. I'm blanking on exactly what it is, uh, if any of you guys want to finish the quote on me. But he pretty much tells me, he's like, just because... Uh, you know about it doesn't mean that the pain wasn't there. And it's like the yeah, lessons... Yeah, the Rafiki that, scene. Yeah, the Rafiki scene, yeah. Uh, like, why cut that out of the live action? I'm not sure. Does it prove that the animated version to this day test of, uh, stands the test of time? I believe so. And that's why I think it is, while I would have had also tangled up here, Lion King, without a doubt, is the best movie in this bracket. In every yeah, cylinder. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, all these movies are transportational, right? Like you, you watch them and you're taken back to the moment when you probably first watched them. Uh, I, I think just the, its ability to do that from the first note of the first song. You mean Hans Zimmer's is, so, is unmatched. Yeah, the, music is amazing. Uh, the music is so, so good in this movie. And it's something that we've been using to kind of qualify how good some of these movies are is how much we remember the songs and like the songs. I mean, this has got, some of the best songs in the Disney of or whatever. Easily. Uh, Easily. Easily. Fantastic all around. So why does the Broadway play? All right. So yeah, Lion King versus Lilo and Stitch. Are, are we all going Lion King here? Yeah. Hey, it's hard for Lilo and Stitch to be up there with the Lion King. Lilo won. Lion King. Yeah. (laughs) Lion King. Lion King. But Lilo and Stitch, man. It, Damn, yeah, dude. if you haven't seen Lilo oh, and Stitch, good run. definitely check out Lilo and Stitch. Lilo. Check out any of the ones that we had. Yeah, anything good to say? Really, that's the best part about these brackets. Is just literally uh, being able to talk about what the movies mean to us. <laughs> talk about some of the movies that many people haven't even seen, or like behind the scenes to it. You were talking about some stuff that they were doing for one of the animations, and how to test it out to to get what they needed it to be. I was like, that's dope. But Lion King, I think, uh, out of all of these. An animated film from the early 90s. Some people don't even come close. They still don't come close to it. Hell, the remake yeah, didn't come no. close to it. So, 
Mm-hmm. Worthy of the pick. Yeah. All right, so uh, that is our Walt Disney Animated Studios bracket. Did the right movie win? What would have won on your bracket? Head over to Twitter. We're going to post uh, the blank bracket. You could fill out your own. Let us know what should have won. We're going to take the show to our final segment of this and every week. It's the new to see where we give you some picks for the week, recommendations to go out there and watch. Art, what are you recommending the people check out? Uh, now, I obviously don't want to give this one for the VOD, but we had mentioned Inheritance earlier on and talking about <laughs> going to check out that movie. I would only say if that's on streaming. What I'm really getting hyped up for is Homecoming. If you have not, we've been talking about this over and over. If you haven't seen the first season of Homecoming, it's over on Amazon Prime. That thing is just beautiful in and of itself. And then there's a season two coming out. So Homecoming, Homecoming, Homecoming. Amazon Prime. Yeah, I will second that uh, Homecoming recommendation. Mauricio. Do you have any recommendations for the folks at home? Right. So I've been watching, like I said, The Spectacular Spider-Man. But on Amazon Prime, don't watch it. Because I bought one episode from Season 2. Season 2 is only in 480. It doesn't have HD. Uh, And I bought that episode, and it was an episode from Season 1. So don't watch on Amazon Prime. I had to get refunded on that. And uh, other than that, I would say... Uh, like I haven't watched that many movies because of this friggin' coronavirus thing. <laughs> um, but I would say uh, one of the last movies I saw, which I hadn't watched before, was Upgrade. Hey, very cool movie. Great, really good movie. It's like the good Venom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I remember that being the thing everyone's talking about. It, it's dope. It's a, it's a yeah. really good movie. Yeah, and directed by Lee Winnell, who also made The Invisible Man recently. Another movie that we like here. A couple of Easter eggs uh, to Upgrade is in there as well too. Yeah, so uh, Upgrade is definitely a good recommendation. I have a recommendation for something that's playing in virtual cinemas. Uh, Hopefully you can go out there and support some movie theaters by uh, renting this film. The movie's called Lucky Grandma. It was one of my favorite movies that I saw at Tribeca Film Festival last year. It's about a... uh, old chain smoking kind of gruff stubborn chinese grandmother who goes all in in a, on in a casino and finds herself with a gigantic bag of money that might belong to the chinese mob uh it is a a very silly deadpan movie okay uh, i i kind of love this one just it's so stylish and the music just it is constantly such a juxtaposition for the action that i found myself laughing out loud Nice. Like several times during this movie, I'd, I'd highly, highly recommend it, and uh, you can support some local movie theaters while you do so. So, right. lucky Dope. grandma. Dope. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but that's about all for this week's show. You can catch more from me, Zach Shevich, by following me on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterbox <laughs> at zshevich. Uh, for uh, sorry, uh, Mauricio, where can people catch more from you? Yeah, I have a YouTube channel called uh, Brown Table. Uh, it's a very weird name, but uh, don't worry because it's a it's a very nice channel, and uh, you can find me on Twitter and uh, family friendly and uh, Instagram. Yeah, as a brown table underscore ent, uh, making my own anime. So if you want to check that out as well, uh, irc underscore anime, and uh, yeah, hope you hope you guys uh, check that out. It's a lot awesome. of fun, and uh, talk about movies and other stuff like that. Definitely, awesome. definitely. Thanks so much for joining us on this. Yeah, man, it was really fun. Yeah. It's really cool. It's nice seeing you guys again. Always, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely check out uh, Table's ter- stuff. Uh, like he said, he's working on a bunch of animated stuff. And I, I, his behind-the-scenes stuff is dope. That's that's what I like to see, is people creating their own damn stuff. Because uh, it's dope. And he's, he really does have some good stuff over there. Check it out. Um, me, you know me. LME, A to Z. 
YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, once he doxes me, I guess you all know where I live as well. Uh, but you can find me every week here on the Intercut Podcast as well. Yeah, you can catch every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcatcher is. Mine is Overcast. And make sure you subscribe not just to the audio podcast, but to the video feed as well on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash intercutpod, where you can watch our bright, smiling faces as we break down the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of Intercut every Friday. And please leave us a comment, like the video, consider heading over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. Shout out to our listeners in South Africa. Uh, And also... Uh, like our Facebook, like our Instagram, follow us on Twitter. All of those pages are at IntercutPod to get updates throughout the week from Art, from me, from Mauricio at Brown Table, from all the guests that we feature here on Intercut. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, the past can hurt, but the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Amen. God. Amen. So good.